Audre Lorde, Uses of the Erotic, the Erotic as Power. Audre Lorde was an award-winning poet, essayist, and novelist who dedicated her life to challenging racism, sexism, classism, and homophobia through words. Positioning herself as a Black woman, lesbian, mother, feminist, poet, activist, warrior, and professor, Lorde purposefully defied simple classifications by which social groups are often marginalized. She was the author of over a dozen creative works, a co-founder with Barbara Smith of Kitchen Table Women of Color Press, and the founder of Sisterhood Among Sisters in South Africa. Check her bio and read some of her poetry at her page at the Poetry Foundation, which is a link to the lecture posted online. You can also find Lord reading her essay in the lecture posted online. Feeling. Focusing on the power and depth of feeling, Lord changes the way we think about the relationship between feeling and thought, words and emotions, poetry and activism, what is personal and what is political, as well as how we think about sexual and racial differences and the possibilities of social change. In Conversations with Audre Lorde, a collection of interviews, Lord returns again and again to the importance of feelings. In conversation with Adrienne Rich, Lord explains the role of feeling in her childhood. When you asked how I began writing, she says, I told you how poetry functioned specifically for me from the time I was very young, from nursery rhymes. When someone said to me, how do you feel or what do you think or asked another direct question, I would recite a poem and somewhere in that poem would be the feeling. Somewhere in it would be the piece of information. It might be a line, it might be an image. The poem was my response. There were so many complex emotions it seemed for which poems did not exist. I had to find a secret way to express my feelings. I used to memorize my poems. I would say them out loud. I didn't used to write them down. I had this long fund of poetry in my head, and I remember trying when I was in high school not to think in poems. I saw the way other people thought, and it was an amazement to me. Step by step, not in bubbles up from chaos that you had to anchor with words. From my mother, I learned the important value of nonverbal communication beneath language. My life depended on it. There was a whole powerful world of nonverbal communication and contact between people that was absolutely essential, and that was what you had to learn to decipher and use. On the one hand, for Lord, feeling lies beyond language as a depth that, can, that language cannot attain or express. But on the other hand, feeling demands linguistic expression. Ordinary language fails to express it. Therein lies the power of poetry and art, as well as emotional connections, and their ability to say the unsayable. Think of the expression, I love you more than I can say. The expression both says that language fails while simultaneously expressing it. That's the power of carefully chosen felt language. In an interview with Claudia Tate, Lord claims that giving over to feeling is the pathway to knowledge and change. She says, our feelings are our most genuine paths to knowledge. They are chaotic, sometimes painful, sometimes contradictory but they come from deep within us and we must key into these feelings and begin to extrapolate from them, examine them for new ways of understanding our experiences. This is how new visions begin, how we begin to posit a future nourished by the past. This is what I mean by matter following energy and energy following feeling. Our visions begin with our desires. The erotic. The erotic for Lord is above all power. When we think of power, we tend to think of power over another or hierarchy or dominion, but Lord is not using the erotic as power in that way. Power refers first and foremost to ability, first appearing as podir in ninth century Old English, having been borrowed from the French pouvoir, power is the ability to do something. 
Lord's use of the term draws on this meaning of being able to do or to affect something. In this sense, power is not simply the domain of the socially powerful, but of the socially powerless. She calls the erotic a life force, a creative energy, an electrical charge. Empowerment comes not from being socially sanctioned to do something by the authority of those in power, but rather from deep within. The power that is erotic can be used to explore oneself, to develop meaningful connections with others, to attain knowledge and truth and joy, to create and to affect change. That is why it has been and continues to be suppressed. The empowered are dangerous. The erotica's power has been distorted. She says, we have taught to su su suspect this resource, vilified, abused, and devalued within Western society. The erotic is presented to us socially and culturally as a sign of inferiority, specifically women's inferiority, as a sign of sexual degeneracy, think slut shaming, as the pornographic and as the opposite of the spiritual, the political, the self-disciplined, the powerful, and the knowledgeable. The illusion of women with feeling and with the false erotic functions to control women's bodies and actions, to effectively disempower them through shame, self-doubt, self-denial, and silence. Lord calls the devaluation of the erotic in the West a male model of power that is racist, patriarchal, and anti-erotic. It is one that separates feeling generally from thinking and from knowing, reduces the erotic to simple physical pleasure, and alienates us from others. In opposition to the traditional presentation of the erotic, Lord defines it precisely in terms of the spiritual, the emotional, the political, and the intellectual, as well as a capacity for joy, feeling, connection, creativity, and social change.